Welcome to Upasana, the daily spiritual channel. In Sanskrit, Upasana literally means sitting near and is a prescribed method for approaching a guru or getting close to a guru. Upa in Sanskrit means near and asanam means to sit. So, Upasana means a way to sit near God or Guru. Upasana can be described as a systematic practice of a prescribed method of work, which is worship. This channel is dedicated to all the Gurus who have enriched the knowledge space with their pearls of wisdom, taking us to the right path to living a meaningful life. We call it daily spirituality to enrich our attitudes and approach to the challenges of life. Upasana Daily Spirituality Ramana Maharshi is widely acknowledged as one of the outstanding Indian gurus of modern times. At the age of 16, he travelled to the holy mountain Arunachala at Tiruvannamalai where he remained for the rest of his life. His first years were spent in solitude, but his stillness and his appearance as a sannyasi soon attracted devotees. In later years, he responded to questions, but always insisted that silence was the purest teaching. His verbal teachings flowed from his own understanding of reality. Though worshipped by thousands, he treated all with equal respect. He was renamed Bhagavan Sri Ramana Maharshi by one of his earliest followers, Ganapati Muni. This was the name he became known by to the world. In response to questions on self-liberation and the classic text on yoga and Vedanta, Ramana recommended self-inquiry as the principal way to awaken to the I, I realizing the Self. His most famous work is the Upadesha Sara. How is one to inquire, Who am I? Actions such as going and coming belong only to the body. And so, when one says, I went, I came, it amounts to saying that the body is I. But can the body be said to be the consciousness I? It cannot be. Since it was not there before it was born, is made up of the five elements, is non-existent in the state of deep sleep and becomes a corpse when dead. Can this body, which is inert like a log of wood, be said to shine as I? So, the I consciousness, which at first arises in respect of the body, is referred to as ego impurity and individual soul. Can we remain without inquiring into all this? Is it not for our redemption through inquiry that all the scriptures declare that the destruction of ego is released? What is the nature of the mind? What is called mind? It is a wondrous power residing in the self. It causes all thoughts to arise. Apart from thoughts, there is no such thing as mind. 
So, thought is the nature of mind. Apart from thoughts, there is no independent entity called the world. In deep sleep, there are no thoughts and there is no world. In the states of waking and dreaming, there are thoughts and there is a world also. Like the spider emits the thread of the web out of itself and again withdraws it into itself. Likewise, the mind projects the world out of itself and again resolves it into itself. What is the path of inquiry to understand the nature of the mind? That which rises as I in this body is the mind. If one inquires as to where in the body the thought I rises first, one would discover that it rises in the heart. That is the place of the mind's origin. How will the mind become quiet? By the inquiry, who am I? The thought, who am I, will destroy all thoughts. And like the stick used for stirring the burning pyre, it will itself in the end get destroyed. Then one would be self-aware. Why do we constantly hold on to the thought, who am I? When other thoughts arise, one should not pursue them, but should inquire. To whom did they arise? It does not matter how many thoughts arise. As each thought arises, one should inquire with diligence. To whom has this thought risen? The answer that would emerge would be to me. Thereupon, if one inquires, who am I? The mind will go back to its source and the thought that rose will become quiet. With repeated practice in this manner, the mind will develop the skill to stay in its source, not letting the mind go out but restraining it in the heart is what is called inwardness. Letting the mind go out of the heart is known as externalization. Thus, when the mind stays in the heart, the I, which is the source of all thoughts, will go. Are there no other means for making the mind quiet? Other than inquiry, there are no adequate means. If through other means it is sought to control the mind, the mind will appear to be controlled but will again go forth. Through the control of breath also, the mind will become quiet. But it will be quiet only so long as the breath remains controlled. And when breath resumes, the mind also will again start moving and will wander as impelled by residual impressions. The source is the same for both mind and breath. Thought, indeed, is the nature of the mind. The thought I is the first thought of the mind, and that is ego. It is from that where ego originates, that breath also originates. Therefore, when the mind becomes quiet, the breath is controlled. And when breath is controlled, the mind becomes quiet. 
but in deep sleep although the mind becomes quiet the breath does not stop this is because of the will of god so that the body may be preserved and other people may not be under the impression that it is dead in the state of waking and in samadhi when the mind becomes quiet the breath is controlled breath is the gross form of mind till the time of death the mind keeps breath in the body and when the body dies the mind takes the breath along with it therefore the exercise of breath control is only an aid for rendering the mind quiet it will not destroy the mind like the practice of breath control meditation on the forms of god repetition of mantras restriction on food are but aids for rendering the mind quiet through meditation on the forms of god and repetition of mantras the mind may become one pointed still the mind will always be wandering just as when a chain is given to an elephant to hold its trunk it will go along grasping the chain and nothing else so also when the mind is occupied with a name or form it will grasp that alone when the mind expands in the form of countless thoughts each thought becomes weak but as thoughts get resolved the mind becomes one pointed and strong for such a mind self inquiry will become easy of all the restrictive rules that relating to the taking of satvic food in moderate quantities is the best by observing this rule the satvic quality of mind will increase and that will be helpful to self inquiry the residual impressions of objects appear unending like the waves of an ocean when will all of them be removed by meditation as the meditation on the self gets deeper the thoughts will get destroyed how long should inquiry be practiced as long as the inquiry who am i is required as thoughts arise they should be destroyed then and there in the very place of their origin if one resorted to contemplation of the self without a break until the self is gained that one alone would do as long as there are enemies within the fortress they will continue to sally forth if they are destroyed as they emerge the fortress will fall into our hands they say the self is everywhere brahman is omnipresent if my self is brahman i should be everywhere but there is a feeling that i am in this body or confined to this body even if i am distinct from the body i am inseparable from it similarly i am inseparable from the mind even the i seems to be a part of the mind where is the mind without the i doubts never end if one doubt is removed another takes its place it is like removing the leaves of a tree one by one 
if all the leaves are clipped off new ones grow the tree itself must be uprooted what can be done is it wrong to think and express doubts no the only sure remedy is to know the one who doubts no one doubts the doubter आशा करते हैं कि आपको ये सोच कास्ट बहुत पसंद आया अगर कुछ कहना है इसके बारे में तो लिखकर बताइए हमें अपने फेसबुक और इंस्टाग्राम पेज पर सोच कास्ट ढूंढिए अगर आपको अपनी सोच दुनिया को सुनानी हो तो सोच कास्ट करो सोच कास्ट